Disclaimer, all music streamed on this podcast is protected by Section 108 of the U.S. Copyright Act which states that copyrighted work reproduced for purposes of criticism and comment are not an infringement of copyright. But with that being said, let's set sail on the virtual ocean. Let me welcome you to the show. 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 Hello, world. Welcome to episode 30 of the Virtual Ocean. Can you believe it's 30 already? Whew. I'm your host, J.Ram, a.k.a. Jarrell Ramos. I am joined by my talented producer and shipmate, Brandon Mattel. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This is the Vaporwave Music Discovery Podcast. We're happy to have you on board. If you don't know what Vaporwave is, I'll tell you. Vaporwave is an experimental music genre and internet-based art aesthetic. The genre is known for both its criticism and worshipping of modern capitalism and creates aesthetics portraying surreal, broken, and disturbing alterations to the art of decades past. These alterations evoke a questioning of modern-day life, ripping open a portal for the forgotten ghosts of the hopes and dreams of the 80s, 90s, 2000s and 2010s to enter our consciousness. Vaporwave, in short, asks the question of where did it all go wrong? In each episode, we highlight an artist or album within the Vaporwave genre and listen to it, analyze it, and discuss it with you, the listener. You can follow us on Instagram at The Virtual Ocean, where we curate aesthetic art on a daily basis. Our opinions are our own, and we welcome you to join in on the conversation by leaving a comment or DM on the Instagram. We're very responsive out there. And now for today's episode. Today we are continuing our adventure into the mind of Stevia Sphere. In our last episode, we gave a listen to the first two EPs of the Elevator Relaxation Tapes. If you haven't listened to those uh, to that series, I highly recommend it as one of the top ambient projects on this podcast and in Vaporwave, to be honest, to date. Today, we will be concluding our journey into the elevators of Stevia Sphere. We will be listening to the last two tapes of the Elevator Relaxation Tapes series. These two tapes just solidify to us that this series of Vaporwave EPs are 100% a sleeper hit. This project contains one of the best plot twists story-wise and musically that we've ever seen in a Vaporwave project. We're not kidding. What is it? Well, you're just going to have to sail with us to find out. Let's set sail for Stevia Sphere's Elevator Relaxation Tapes 3 and 4, The Future and The End. Due to the economic crisis and the invention of the instant teleportation device, we had to lower profit and cut back on personnel. Sadly, we had to let our saxophone player and our orchestra go. 
Therefore, Elevator Relaxation Tape 3 is music arranged for one keyboardist, one drum machine, and a clavs player. If the economic situation turns around, we may come back to bring you more Elevator music. But if not, then farewell and thank you for choosing Stevia Spear. This is the intro to Elevator Relaxation Tape 3, The Future. And this first track is titled, This Love is Lightning.
right away this tape over here is kind of starting off on a different note from the first two with the setup that we are in the future and uh <laughs> it's a very nice concept to um to strip back a lot of what Stevia Sphere was doing in the first two tapes. Uh, here, the reasoning is that um, it's just not profitable to have elevators that much, um, which is, <laughs> you know, that's just that's just so funny. I love when um, you have some good humor in the vaporwave space because um, a lot of it can get really um, uh, ultra serious or a little too ironic, and this one is just so on the nose. It's very refreshing. Um, now this track is uh, very sterilized sounding on purpose. Sounds ex extremely artificial, um, deliberately compared to like the the last uh, tracks. And if you remember from the last two tapes, the each track on those tapes were very distinct, despite um, being under the under the banner of the these elevator relaxation tapes. So I'm curious as to see what the a through line is with this. E, uh, this EP of five tracks and if you know they really did fire the orchestra and the saxophone player um, <laughs> and if this is really just arranged with a keyboardist drum machine and a uh, claves player um, and you know that limitation Stevia is putting on herself I'm curious to see what she does with it and so with that said let's go to the second track titled Dreaming Elevator 9 
Wow. And that track is titled Dreaming. And yeah, I, I think that really does sum up the title of the track. It does feel very dreamlike. And the take on it, um, I think Stevia Sphere just continues to blow me away with, with her compositional talent. I think that despite the limitations she puts on herself in regards to the instrumentation, the concept, the, um, you know, the honestly the inherent silliness of the of the the tone she makes it sound like actually pretty pretty damn good uh what struck me the most about that was the the use of the claves um you know the kind of the the bridge when the claves would come in the the song would just open up and you'd hear the claves just so sharply sounding and um you know, it, but it doesn't sound robotic or metronome-like. It sounds like there's soul in that rhythm of that simple claves beat, um, you know. And yeah, that's just a result of good compositional um, arrangement. And in, in Vaporwave, you know, you don't really... It's easy to tell when someone has that proper musical uh, background to, to make their arrangements. And um, Stevia Sphere continues to show us that she knows what she's doing. And uh, wow. Um, so it looks like this whole tape is going to be one keyboardist, one drum machine, one drum machine, and a clavs player. I'd say with that track, definitely nail that minimalism in a way that really, really works out. So let's go ahead and go to the third track titled, titled Pizzicato, Elevator 10.
and that's pizzicato. Um, yeah, that was that was a fun one, wasn't it? Um, Brandon, what did you think about that track? Um, I think definitely that one stylistically had the most intricate. Like even though it was very minimal, um, I think the way that the artist used the elements in the track was very very impactful. Um, specifically when we get to like the bridge portion around like two minutes, 35 ish seconds where all the chords and all the sub bass just completely falls out and you hear that dancing pizzicato above you and it's, it's still panning back and forth. The cool thing about that is like, we ended up hearing like, even though we still hear the main melody, we ended up hearing a lot more elements that were kind of mixed and kind of put in the background. So it's like, it's almost like a different song. So I, I think that's like one of the. I feel like this artist just is really strong with her compositional style. Absolutely. I think that's re- really what it is. Um, Like that, that moment for me just solidified like this very, very well thought out record. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, I keep reading the description of this concept and because it's like still right in front of me and I can't help but like laugh still because it's just such a, it's such a funny, non-serious idea. Like it's just so ridiculous that, you know, an economic crisis is the reason why, um, they fired their their band from the first two tapes and it's it just it's like threefold on on one hand because of that this this tape becomes way more distinguished on the second hand it gives her a lot more creative restriction and hence creative freedom and like you said because of that she is able to just create um uh these compositions that are uh, a bit more uh intricate because of the minimal elements um you know, having only three things to work off of, that's that's all you really get. And um, third, you know, it, it shows that to be a great artist, you don't probably you don't have to be ultra serious about stuff. I think part of the uh, the fun of of creating something awesome is that you don't take it seriously enough, and if it falls flat, then it falls flat. You know, it's about the joy of making it, and you can tell that when Stevia Sphere makes her music, uh, especially these tapes, she's just having fun. You know, it's something she genuinely wants to do and it comes out in her music. And if you are an artist, like that is, that's a big thing. You, you want that to come out in your music and people can tell if you're making it for the fun of it, if you're making it uh, to fish for attention, if you're making it for uh, quote unquote success. And um, Sylvia Spear, in my opinion, is something, is someone we can all learn from as uh, creatives. So let's go ahead and go to the fourth track titled The City Keeps Moving, Elevator 11.
Definitely the smoothest, I'd say jazziest of the of the EP uh, in terms of vibe. I'd say it's a lot more, uh, a lot more noir, and a, a lot more, you know, walking in the streets a little more, uh, a little more careful, a little more scared. Uh, not really as uh, uplifting or relaxing, but definitely still up the realm of Stevia Sphere. Um, yeah, nice little track there. Not too much to say about that. Um, but again, I can't stop uh, talking about how cool the minimalism in the instrumentation is for this EP. I mean, I can't get over it. Like that track is an entirely different mood, an entirely different feel from the first three. And yet it's still the same three elements. One keyboard, one drum machine, and one clavs. I think the, I think the clavs player is the, the band leader. I'd say so too. I mean, the claps were actually, you know, being utilized pretty well on that track. You hear like the click and the, the, the I don't know what the proper musical term is, but when you like rub it out, you know, you just hear that, that sh- you know, that's so cool. So cool. Um, people don't respect the art of minimal um, instruments. It's always clowned on. But you know what? Those are very essential elements. I mean, imagine the this album without the claps. You can't. You can't, all right? Add so much to the to the tape. So we're down to the last track for this EP, and it is titled Reprise, Elevator 12.
I'd say that track is the most elevated music of all of the tracks on this album. Um, I, I don't know what it is about um, Muzak and elevated music where I just, I always just imagine, you know, chords that, that move like that in that kind of rhythm where it's dun 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 dun, you know, very spiky, very uh, moving. I'd say it's because maybe when you're in, you're in an elevator, um, you kind of need to have music that keeps it a little uplifted. You can't have music that just sustains um, long. And um, nice little cap off to this this cute little EP that Stevia has made here. Um, man, she should be she should be very proud of her work so far. I mean, she's three for three on these tapes, and um, can't emphasize enough how much of a fan I am of her work. Closing thoughts on this EP on relaxation tape three brandon uh it's it's fun very very fun i think um there's not much to say other than just really really good compositional skills um i think one of the best things you can do for an artist is always to just put limits on them and then see what they do with those limits and so they very very good execution on that and it's just really really fun to listen to okay um so that is uh, tape three, everybody, the future. Um, let us know what you think and leave us a comment on the Instagram or a DM and let us know what you think of Stevia Sphere. But in the meantime, we will be moving on to the final elevator relaxation tape titled The End. And this is the this is the uh, little little monologue that's attached to the album. It's the last day of work. Our CEO steps into the elevator, but when it reaches the lowest floor, she's nowhere to be seen. A search team is dispatched, but they but are not able to locate her. These recordings are sent to one of her coworkers a few weeks after her disappearance with the note saying, Thank you for choosing Stevia's Fear, the healthier choice of elevator music. The elevator is closed.
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that just took one of the darkest turns uh, ever. <laughs> so if I if I want to get the story right, um, the CEO uh, on an elevator um, disappeared, and uh, <laughs> a few a few weeks later, the coworkers get a. Um, a letter from Stevia Sphere saying thank you for choosing Stevia Sphere, the healthier choice of elevator music. The elevator is closed. And um, now we are entering uh, what I like to call Begotten Suicide territory. Where if you haven't listened to the Begotten Suicide series we did, um, I highly recommend it. But Super Haunted. Looks like uh, these tracks don't even have the elevator um numbers on them because it's not really an elevator thing this is essentially a um kind of within the same line as a suicide letter or a um like some kind of like ransom or something um but now Sevia Sphere as a concept is related to someone's death which is which is fucking dark and I (laughs) it was a matter of time I guess before um uh this series took a dark turn I mean this is vaporwave after all Uh, I love it. So let's go ahead and go to the second track titled Slow It Down.
Yeah, so definitely entering some bizarre territory with this. Uh, slow it down and turn it gold, I believe, is are the lyrics. I could be wrong, but ooh, some creepy stuff. Stevie Sphere has gotten gotten uh gotten down with this. I think a lot of the um what a lot of the things that well I wouldn't say carry, but a lot of what really elevates these albums is the concept behind them. And just the context of what this tape is in this part of the story is uh, pretty, pretty scary, man. Uh, to it's hearing that is, uh, yeah. I mean, a little. I'm a little, a little creeped out by it. Um, and it's a lot. It's a huge departure from the other elevator tapes. And um, I. I, I respect it. I, re- I don't know, man. It's it's like I, I'm jumbled with feelings. So let's let's continue on so I can sort them out with the third track titled "Could Do Worse."
I'm starting to get the feeling that creatively, Stevie's fear on this album is kind of drawing from a variety of um, of different vaporwave elements. I think these past three tracks kind of draw from a lot of different artists that that um, that I can mention. And I think particularly that last one. Um, can't. There's one particular artist who uses. I can't. It's it's not on. It's like I can't think of them right now. But this album is definitely CV Sphere kind of laying down more so what, um, kind of like showing her appreciation and her place in the vaporwave sphere, and um, I I think that's very well due um in this series of four EPs because the first three aren't necessarily um, vaporwave by the standard uh, sound. But I think this one is. So, um, you know, there's just something about that, the slowed down, um, slowed down beats and the, the drowned out reverb, lower tone vocals that it just wasn't present in the past three albums, but it is here. And um, it's interesting to see what Stevia Sphere is doing with Vaporwave as a, as a element to put in her in her concept for this four four EP um, series. Uh, you know, what does it mean when you have the traditional vaporwave element in the actual um, series of tapes when they weren't there before? And um, for this, it's starting to make me think that the first three tapes are just a, a, a build-up prequel to this, to uh, this dark and uh, sinister tape. And if that's the case, that's uh, what an amazing buildup that is because those first three tapes are uh, compositionally so fun. And here we are at the the climax of the story, and it's all it's all vaporwave. Um, there's something to think about. Here's the fourth track titled "Mall Soft Is Alive."
nice little combination of the of the return of the the claves from the the third album with the echoing reverb of the mall soft genre and um wow uh yeah i i'd say that that is a definitely a, a mall soft type track and we haven't seen mall soft in this in this out in this series of eps and it kind of once again solidifies my uh analysis that you know this this ep is about the vaporwave it's about the um the breadth of the vaporwave subgenres in here um at least uh, the ambient type uh we're not really seeing any of the other subgenres in here and in this case i think the i think the the concept in this one is a little more loose and it is more just a um a farewell to this project that i think stevia sphere wanted to wrap up um and yeah, so we got two more tracks. Uh, I want to check up with Brandon. Brandon, what do you think about this tape so far? Very, ooh, I would say it's very appropriate for for everything that we've been listening to before, because um, it's just a complete one eighty. <laughs> I would say from from the previous uh, work that we listened to. So uh, with this particular record, I would say it's moving me in in such a way that um it just it just feels it just feels empty you know what i mean like obviously that could probably be due to if you can get down to the nitty-gritty and nerdiness of it it's probably just the amount of like the the artist's usage of reverb and then the way that they just create this very lush stereo image when listening to it so like it really like specifically with this last one um it was very eerie right it really did feel like you were walking through an empty mall and like you just hear like these elements coming in from the distance and it's almost like it's almost like a thrill ride where you're just like where you just like when you you sit in one of those boats and it just kind of takes you through like the mall like if the mall was flooded and you're just like riding a boat through it that's kind of what it felt like um and could do worse for me it felt a lot like um even though that was more ambient for me there were more elements that i could grasp onto that kind of moved me along through like the emotion of the track so I, I'm having a lot of fun because of the ma- the drastic difference. Yeah, that that is that really is. I think the um, the concept for this one is that it is just like a shock mm-hmm. to be plunged into. I'd say more of the reality that this these relaxation tapes exist in. I think it gives us more of. It opens up the the world that she built for these four tapes to be in, and uh, this is sonically what it sounds like. It's a world that is. Uh, flooded malls and it's a future where things are like completely fucked up and um, it shows that the concept of this future where work and sleep are just one and the same and um, you know everyone is just overworked and ran by mega corporations Uh, this album explores the reality of what that's like sonically and you do have naturally the vaporwave elements in it that show you a broken modern world and um you know that's that's what i get from it um that's just from my experience with listening to it i'd like to see what other people think but in the meantime let's go to track five titled i can't breathe in this mess
Yeah, and that penultimate track to this series is one that's very, I'd say, yeah, a little suffocating. Um, very suitable for the name. Um, there's that the uh, I don't know what it is. It has. To, it probably has to be with the. You know, you can't really latch onto anything when you listen to that. You don't know where it's going. You're kind of just taken in all these directions, and that part towards the end. Um, I don't know. There's just something about that, about that outro that feels like this this climactic thing that's building up, and I want to know what it is. Um, and uh, I think that we should probably close out this album to kind of gather our thoughts on it. So let's play this final track to the Elevator Relaxation Tapes titled The Elevator is Closed. Thank you for choosing Stevia Sphere, the healthier choice of elevator music. The elevator is closed.
it's a nice little return to form with that track. And I do want to point out that that is the most elevator relaxation tape track of this EP in that it sounds a lot like its first three count, uh, the first three in the series, but it has that vaporwave tinge to it. And it starts from the very beginning with that narration and then... Uh, excuse me. And then you hear the the claves, the keyboard, the the drum machine. You, it all comes back, and it's a lot more washed out. It's a lot more reverbed. It's a lot more empty and soulless compared to the the last three tapes. So in a way, it seems like with this final track, Stevia Sphere wraps up her idea her concept from the elevator relax relaxation tapes and then combines it with the greater vaporwave aesthetic that she establishes in the first five tracks of this of this um of this uh, ep and uh, yeah that has to be one of once again one of the tightest um vaporwave projects we've seen on this on this show and um no one really talks about it i don't think it doesn't you don't see too many comments or support and I just want to put you guys on this on on Stevia Sphere because she is just um, beaming with with amazing talent in this vaporwave space. Um, Brandon, closing thoughts on this EP and this project. Um, I think I'm I'm pretty floored <laughs> with how well executed this this whole project was. Um, I would say the one thing that I can kind of take away from is like, well, there's two things. Uh, one, the artist is a really, really great storyteller. Um, and the, the second thing being how much of like citizens we were of the whole project. And what I can, what, how I can best explain that is like, you kind of go through the perspective as, uh, as, as an employee, right. Of like this whole like commercial thing, but, and as you're kind of listening to it, especially in the first three, you're really kind of feeling a sense of just like, oh, this is just very, it feels generic and very sterilized as just commercial, like uh, commercial yaya. Um, but it, it did have fun tracks. Don't, don't get me wrong. But it, that it, in the end, it kind of leaves that taste in your mouth. But I think with this track, it almost felt like um, the CEO like was essentially like the overseer or kind of like the god of like this whole project, right? And then the fact that like there's like tapping, almost like the the CEO's t finally tapping on this like it's like the one and only message they've ever given to the the citizens of the of the world, right? It's like it's tapping on the microphone, and then you hear like this really deep ASMR type thing. It's almost like the whatever the CEO or god of quote unquote of the um, whole project needed he finally they finally got and now they're like moving on past this and like this is just like an empty shell so it it feels it because of that you you feel like um from the perspective of like an employee you feel just like all of a sudden you're just like left behind and now you have absolutely no idea what to do so it's really a good execution on just like making it feel very post-apocalyptic in in the sense where you feel kind of comfortable and kind of like it feels a, a bit mundane from from record to record but then this is just like that complete 180 so really powerful story at least that's how i interpret it and i i, I think that's really impactful yeah we're on the same page for sure on on the, on the interpretation because this tape you know the first three without this one kind of just exists in in like a, a strange little experiment but i think this fourth one ties it all together 
um, and sonically too, it ties it all together. Um, I think I think every track in here belongs in it, and I think that especially that last one um, really just ties the knot on everything. And um, I just want to give a shout out to Stevie Sphere. Um, you know, you you put out some really great stuff. I know this is from like five four years ago, um, but conceptually, this is something that lasts. Um, this is something that can be listened to. And will age well in the internet era, in our opinion. I think that um, this is something to always to go back to uh, in the future because of how well knit this uh, concept is. But what do you guys think? What do you guys think about the entire Elevator Relaxation Tape series? We really want to know. Um, our DMs are always open at the Virtual Ocean at Jarrell Ramos at Brandon Mattel. And, you know, we're always open for to discussion on this stuff. And we really want to talk about Stevia Sphere. So please let us know what you thought about these past two episodes. We'd love to get into discussion. And we'll talk about it in the next episode if you guys leave comments. Now, um, I have one last favor to ask you guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts. It really helps the show. It really helps us going. It really boosts the artists that we're trying to highlight in the show. And it's honestly all really appreciated for you guys to do that. You know, this project is just like a, a love project between me and Brandon. We just like, uh, you know, listening to artists and putting them on, putting them on for everyone else to to hear. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of artists go through um, hours of work, hours of creative grind, and um, they deserve the exposure. And there are some great ideas out there, you know, a la Stevia Sphere. <laughs> so that concludes our exploration sailors we'll be heading back to the ship to set sail once again onto another adventure and until then thank you stevia sphere for letting us ride the elevators uh, rest in peace your ceo but we got a dip we're heading back to the virtual ocean i'm your host Jarrell ramos that's brandon mattel and we'll see you in the next episode goodbye guys raise the davit get these folks on board How are we looking today, sir? Skies are clear and the o ocean vast. I think, I, I think, I think we should go where our hearts take us. <laughs>